Okay, welcome back. Um, today I have my friend Anna Dorn here with me. Welcome, Anna. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's been like two months since I podcasted, but I'm trying to be back. So this is my attempt at that. Um, and Anna has so graciously <laughs> agreed to join me for episode four. Anna and I used to have a podcast together before the pandemic. So we've done this a little bit before. Not our first rodeo. No, um, back in the, honestly, the glory days of the Wi-Fi cafe. Of <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> yeah, podcasting. Um, all sorts of lore um, poetry <laughs> poetry yes um, personalities djing yes no we were really having a creative giving boom. advice yes strangers advice. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh stand-up comedy stand-up yeah that never happened but it was at the smoothie store it was gonna happen i i did it once actually um at a uh what do you call it at a litter at a reading you know, because I don't like reading. Oh, yeah. You did stand-up comedy yeah. instead of reading. You were talking about doing yeah. that for something else coming up, I feel like. Yeah, but I, I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm too much of a pussy. <laughs> <sighs> um, okay, so I was going to... I had this idea for a new segment where I would start the show by asking my guests about a formative identity crisis in their life um, as like a cool icebreaker. But Anna told me that she's post-identity um (laughs) so I thought we could start by talking about what that means to you um what does it mean I don't know I'm just not I just think that who I am doesn't really matter very much like and I don't need to know and like I, I think I've sort of come to terms with the fact that uh you know I'm always changing and like that's okay and there's no I don't really I sort of let go of the idea of like an essential self mm-hmm. um or I try to I try to let go of that so like yeah I don't I, I've certainly had identity identity crises but um I don't think they were particularly interesting or <laughs> or fun to talk <laughs> about um but yeah I don't I just don't really think about um I just don't think it matters. I love that take. I mean, I (laughs) kind of called the podcast this because I feel like we're in the midst of um, just like an identity politics marketing crisis in that like people are kind of expressing themselves through their identities in a way that is like ultimately going to backfire on all of us, but we're not there quite all the way yet. So I don't know, I'm just um, trying to talk about identity and consumerism and where the two of those kind of come together, where people buy things or buy into things that make them feel like individuals, I guess, because I agree that I don't think that we are really individuals. But people are obsessed with it. People are obsessed with identifying. Yes. And I feel I like we've, and hit, it's like the we've more, hit the tipping point. Yeah, no, I think we're definitely getting towards the saturation point. And it's like yeah. the more like points you can grab of like 
I'm a this, this, this from a blah, blah. Da, da. It's just like, what a stupid game to be playing. Like, this is really dumb. And when you start bringing like brands into the mix, it gets just like even dumber. Um, or like Harry Potter, like houses. Yeah. Or <laughs> Or just like, I blame even JK like, Rowling. I blame JK for all of this. Yeah. I'm a Gryffindor. Um, that, yeah. So, no, I, I agree with you. I've been really like relaxing into the idea of just being an NPC and just having like no real free will within the world and just being like, I know that I'm just kind of operating within, um, like a certain threshold of what like my class position and what capitalism is set up to do not to like bust out the c word but (laughs) that like I'm only you know what I mean that my life is like semi-predetermined by markets and elites that I have no control over and um, I'm done like pretending that I might ever have any like interaction or sway over yeah, exactly. And God, you know, of course, God has a plan. Oh, well, there's God's there's God's, there's God's, there's plan. there's God's plan, you know, and that, that we certainly have no sway over. Yeah, so, so, exactly. Yeah, I'm just along for the ride, you know. That's how I feel. And it's really relaxing. <laughs> it doesn't make me feel depressed. It makes me feel like comfortable. Yeah, I, I don't like to have too much, you know, power. <laughs> No, that's, that's a lot of responsibility. You know, I'd rather yeah. just sort of see what happens. I, and I feel like, I mean, there, nothing in my life has really been super planned out and it, and it's been fine. I, I don't have any regrets, so I'm just going to keep doing it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just keep rolling with it. No, I agree. Yeah. And now that like, um, I guess that like, I don't know. My mom was telling me about some like Buddhist concept or I don't even know. I actually have no idea. I can't quote my mom on what she was talking about, but it was the idea of like multiple selves living in one. And then I told her. Yeah. The five essential selves. That's like a Buddhist concept. Yeah. Maybe it was. The five gondas or something. Maybe it was that. Yeah. I'm glad that you know about it. Um, But I guess people are also starting to refer to themselves as like systems of personalities I don't know I'm cribbing this from Red Scare I don't know what I don't remember like what it was called or whatever but it's like like no it's like the idea that you have like four different people inside of you who could be like there could be like all random different kinds of people but that you are a system of four so you're like introduce yourself it's like I'm Nicola system of four and then like my four are like you know like this child and then like this man and then like this grandma like but um I'm kind of into it I told my mom about that and she was of course like rolling her eyes but in the correct way I definitely feel like I have like a lot more people than four inside of me so I never liked the term two-faced I'm like there's a lot more, there's a lot more I know me. like <laughs> just Gemini two, entry I level I wish um, um yeah and like in terms of like not having a plan I don't know I was thinking about it like um I was watching some show where they were talking about law and my eyes just like blaze over and I'm even trying to write this tv show now that's like 
law related. And whenever we get to anything law related, my eyes just completely glaze over. I could not be less interested. So I was like thinking like, why did I go to law school? Like if I'm, I'm like so inherently bored, but as I was thinking back and I was like, it was just because of a guy that I had a crush on wanted to take the LSAR class and told me to take it with him. And I got really competitive about it. And that, that was yeah. it, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it yeah. just like changed the course of my life, but I, I don't have a regret about it, it but it, it was completely random. Like, it was not like I was like drawn to this, you know, idea at all. That's really it was, funny. It was a crush. You know, most of my decisions have been crush related, honestly. No, if there's a crush involved, that's like the greatest motivator for me to do pretty much anything like especially yeah. if it involves like going out or like going out late like yeah it's just gonna oh be God. there I can be there anyone else I don't know it really depends yeah if somebody if there's if there's the possibility that somebody might want to have sex with me or like find me sexually desirable I will show up yeah <laughs> pretty much I yeah 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 there. for yeah to be gazed at by a specific like predetermined individual or uh, mm-hmm. yeah to like be within their within their gaze um absolutely to be objectified um, I'll do almost anything to be objectified. <laughs> <laughs> um so you've been kind of offline I feel like a lot of people are kind of I mean summer is a good season to be offline but you've been, yeah. well, you deleted, tell me about your digital detox. Okay. Well, I don't even think of it as a detox. I think of it well, as for, forever because I'm not planning on going back. But, I um, love that. but, uh, I don't know, like I had a really, really, really bad anxiety, bout of anxiety, like in the winter, spring, like horrible, um, and so I was trying everything. I did like acupuncture. I changed my meds like five times. I was like doing more therapy. I was like meditating. I was like doing all these affirmations. And I was talking to a friend and he was like, you should delete the apps. And I was like, no, but I love social media. Like it doesn't make me anxious. Um, but then he's like, you know, like it fucks with your dopamine cycles, like the, mm. the notifications or whatever. I don't listen. I don't, I'm not a scientist, but there's some reason that it like messes up. So I just like decided just for that to try it. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, that was one reason. And the other reason was that like, I kept finding myself opening Instagram without making a conscious decision to open it. Like I would just mm-hmm. be like looking down and I would be on Instagram and I, I wouldn't remember being thinking like I'm going to open Instagram and that kind of scared me. Cause I'm like, okay, this app <laughs> has more power than I do. Like it's making decisions for me. Um, so, and also I'm just like, I, like, I, I think the other thing is, oh, I have, I don't have that like thing in my brain that says like, Anna, don't post that. Like, think about it for a second. Like you might embarrass yourself. Mm-hmm. I do embarrass my, I do get embarrassed, but it doesn't come until after I posted it. I just, I'm like, I am a very, very impulsive poster. Yeah, so I don't same. trust myself with that. So I feel so so much better not having the app on my phone like I don't yeah. feel like I'm missing anything I don't want to share a goddamn thing with people Mm-mm. um and yeah and I actually do think it helps anxiety so I famously go on hi- hiatuses for like little short week like couple of week periods mm-hmm. and 
I always find like the first three days, it's a lot like if you go off of like sugar or carbs or something where you're like, you really want it. Like you're like really, or you notice how often it's like in your life or like in your mind. And then after the three days or whatever, it's like, oh, this is great. Not having this thing. Like I have so much more time. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, not that sugar takes up time. You know what I mean? Like the abs. Sugar was taking up 10 hours a day. Much time. No, but usually when I do my hiatuses, it's like, it's like, because I need to get more time back for myself because I'm like slacking on shit because I'm just like, yeah, defaulting to like opening the apps and scrolling and like learning all this information about all of these people that I don't know or semi know. And I'm like, and I look at who watches my Instagram story and I see just the most random people from the most random points of my life. And I'm like, why do you keep up with me? Like, that's, it's like weird. It makes me like want to block them. Cause I'm just like, you shouldn't. <laughs> this isn't care. for you. No, I feel that way too. And I don't normally look at who looks at my story, but whenever I do, I'm like haunted. Like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, my cousins in Florida are looking at it. Like my Republican, like cousins are looking at my, you know, like, like shitty, like, like, I don't know, radical content. It's Um, way too scary. Um, Yeah. And I agree. And I also, I, I like will be like compulsively posting, compulsively sharing. And I'm like, why do I do that? And I'm like, I'm like, that must be like a symptom of loneliness to like have to like. Yeah, I don't get what it is. But when I take the apps away from myself, I find that I wind up like texting my friends a lot more because I still have that need that I'm like, oh, this picture is really funny or like this thought is really funny or like whatever it is. And I have to tell someone, but it makes me think like, okay, what friend should I like tell this to instead of, and then I wind up having like a conversation with them because of that instead of like just posting it and like two people I don't care about respond like exactly yeah yeah it's way better to just annoy your friends no I'm just kidding but to select your audience like and I've yeah with the compulsion to share that that's like more I definitely relate to that I'm like sometimes when I um like before I deleted the apps, I would like go on walks, like try to go on long walks without my phone. And like, while I was walking, I would have these ideas, like it would pop up, like, oh, you should post this. Oh, like, and then like you, like 20 seconds pass and like the desire goes away and like yeah. the desire is completely gone. And that made me realize like how compulsive it was. It's like, oh, I'm doing these things in a split second. And if I literally wait 20 seconds, I no longer have the desire, not just like, like it's not as urgent, but it's completely gone. So yeah, I remember reading I some article in like the New York Times or equivalent that was like basically like the healthiest way to use social media is to scroll and not post because the posting is the most like does the most like psychic damage with the looking at the likes and looking at who liked like and all of that stuff. Um. So yeah, I guess we should just be looking and not sharing. See, I always thought, I always felt superior because I was more of a um, a producer than a consumer. Like I always totally, more yeah. in producing than consuming. 
Yeah. And I thought that was good because I was like, you know, not comparing that's your myself generators. to people. That's your generator spirit. Yeah. And I don't have, um, I don't have FOMO. So like that's, that's something people talk about that I, I don't get at all. I, I'm more, yeah. I'm pretty FOMO when, resistant. It takes a lot. Yeah. I don't get FOMO. The only, I'm more likely to be filled with um, disdain or disgust for people. Like just sort of like, oh, you're so stupid. Like, you know, this is so dumb. Like you think this is an opinion. It's like not like, it's so obvious. Yeah. Why, why would you share this? And I'm like, obviously like my content is like equally dumb, but, um, but that, yeah, that's more the negative sensation that I get. Like not, not why wasn't I invited, but like, why am I friends with somebody who's so fucking dumb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God, that's really funny. No, I know sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes watching people, other like people who you like, or like, like enough watching their Instagrams, like cringe. And it makes you like, not want to be associated with them. <laughs> so then when you hang out with them in person, they're like totally pleasant. You have a nice time. Cause like, yeah, you know, in person, your empathy kicks in and we have like a biological, you know, like sort of like desire to get along with people, but that like, doesn't mm-hmm. happen. That doesn't kick in on social media. So it's just like, no. I just become enraged, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that that part I don't think is good for me yeah I think yeah the less the less screen time the better I think is what basically everyone knows pretty much you don't really have to be like accredited to like say that yeah I know this is this isn't news (laughs) that we're delivering (laughs) um so next up is some Brian's Azalea Banks drama, which is very pertinent to our friendship. These are two artists that we both like a lot. And mm-hmm. this, like the genesis of this feud was like kind of not the beginning of our friendship, but like, well, early on in our friendship. And I feel like it's percolated like throughout our friendship. So I was um, excited to see that we could talk about this today. But I guess that Grimes had a portion of an unreleased song play um, on some live stream, which was then later posted to TikTok and Instagram. It's called 100% Tragedy, which she claims is about her feud with Azalea Banks. Um, She sings that she's like a flower, but a serpent underneath. No forgiveness for betrayal. I could have you on your knees. Mm. and uh that does sound like a psychosexual obsession yeah azalea has been posting lots of very funny instagram stories um including brian steph has some psychosexual obsession with me i think it's bitterness because she doesn't have the musical capacity i have everything she does is out of pretentiousness and it comes out like that while everything I do is out of natural swag and geniusness, LMAO. Mm-hmm. Um, it is genius. And then she also was like, why, Primes, why are you bringing up this stale tea? Because <laughs> it has been I, like, it, a it long is, time. Yeah, I don't, I don't totally get it. Yeah, I, well, I actually hadn't heard the ly- lyrics to the song 
And it does sound psychosexual. I was like, I just thought it was funny when I saw that Azalea Banks said that, but like, get on your knees. Hmm. Um, Ooh, I'm a flower, but a serpent underneath. (laughs) That's, that's got, that definitely, she's, I don't, I mean, I don't know what's going on in the, no, it's just, it's weird because like, I really do think at this point, like Grimes with her alliance with Elon is punching down at Azalea. Like, it's like, don't, you know what I mean? Like Azalea is annoying in that she like drags feuds out for sure. Like, I'm sure that that embroilment was like really annoying, but at this point in time, like, it's just like, it is kind of a bad look for Grimes. It's like, just act like Taylor Swift with Kanye and just like ignore it as much as you can if I were you. Yeah, I don't totally get what Grimes is thinking. Like part of me, I do kind of think that Grimes is like a troll at heart. So part of me thinks that maybe she just wants to incite Azalea to say something hilarious, which she always does when, when attacking Grimes. Um, but yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Like, I don't think that Azalea really tried to ruin her life or whatever. <laughs> I don't think that like, well, I guess, I guess the only thing that was like bad, well, actually, never mind. I was going to say there was the whole thing about how like Elon tweeted that like he was selling uh, Tesla for 420 during that whole like mm-hmm. weekend at issue, the sale key weekend. Um, and that, that was bad, but like, that was, that had nothing to do with Azalea. So I don't really see how Azalea, like, yeah, I don't think Azalea really has that much power or, or could possibly be that. Yeah, that's the, grind the at all. thing is that like Azalea is a pretty, like, like she has a really passionate fan base, but she's pretty thwarted from every angle as far as like being commercially successful, you know, like true, true. she's not like. Like she has a lot to say and she's very cutting, you know, and she is really talented, but like, that's why I say it's like punching down because at this point, Grimes is like very establishment. She has like any connection she wants, she can get, you know? And I don't think she's like strive for that. Like that's what she like necessarily wanted or whatever, but yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's like, leave it be like you and you're kind of like problematic. I don't, I think they're still, I think they're still unmarried. So the boyfriend, I guess, like you yeah. and your boyfriend, just like do what it is you're doing, like raise your baby. Like, even if you have this, you want to make this song, like, why do you have to say it's like, why do you have to say what it's about? Yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. Like maybe Elon, I do think Elon's like a bad influence on Grimes for sure. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And didn't, I think Grimes' mom said that. Oh, really? I don't, let me, I'm going to Google it really quick. Yeah. Let's get a site for that because. Grimes' mom, Elon. My internet's being very slow. Grimes is rich without Elon, right? Okay, wait. But she doesn't need his money, I don't think. Okay, she... Elon Musk has strained relationship with Grimes' mom. Um, Hmm. Grimes' mom slammed Elon for blaring MRA bullshit. Men's right activist? 
<sighs> Prime Zom calls out Elon Musk with a red pill comment. It's just like, <laughs> I don't even know what to click because all of these, it's like <laughs> consequences. Yeah, I don't know what these sources MarieClaire.com, like the sun, oh, BuzzFeed. <laughs> like none of the, like, okay, let's look at the cut. That seems like <laughs> Yeah, not a fa- not necessarily a fair and balanced. I would even source, trust but... Marie Claire. Yeah, I'm sure they have most of the facts. Um, okay, let's see. May 2020. Oh, I hit my article limit. Okay, <laughs> let me go oh, to Marie Claire. Well, the point is, the point is, like, it's not a good sign. Like, well, I don't know unless Grimes' mom yeah, is like, crazy or mom, something. It's not a good sign yeah. that they're not getting along. Like, if they have beef, that's probably because her mom is like gonna want her have her best interest at heart and if she's with somebody who makes her happy she's gonna like you know put her politics aside or whatever but yeah if they have beef like that's not a good sign no I I kind of predict slash I guess maybe this is wishful thinking that down the line like Grimes will have like a Katie Holmes like Tom Cruise like coming out of it being like whoa I was in a like I was in a thing I was like in a mindset I mean they probably do like weird they're probably on like a weird drug regimen together like I don't mean yeah. like like necessarily mind-altering but you know what I mean like they probably take weird nootropics and like yeah you know, like, they probably do all kinds of weird stuff yeah no I I could see that also um some some personal gossip I have re Elon Musk through my friend who is or briefly dated and is good friends with Amber Heard that like Elon Musk still, I guess they, Elon Musk and Amber Heard briefly dated, but according to my friend, Elon Musk like still hits up Amber Heard, like trying to get her back. Um, so he's like out there. I mean, I don't, this is like, this wasn't super recent that she told me this, but it was definitely since Elon's been with Grimes. So yeah. he hasn't married her. That's all I'll say. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't trust that man. He doesn't seem like a trustworthy man. No, no. And I don't know. I just, I want the best for Grimes. At the end of the day, I love Grimes' music. I love Azalea Banks' music. I think everything Azalea Banks has said is true, except that Grimes' music is good. I think they're, I think they're equally talented, I I would even say. Yeah, we want, Um, we want success for both of them. And we want them to thrive. We think that we should repossess success from Elon and distribute it to Azalea and uh, sprinkle for Grimes. I mean, I don't know, like, Grimes doesn't need to, like, the point of Grimes is to be, like, a big, like, force or whatever, but I kind of like what she's doing now that she is. Like, I like that she's doing projects that are, like, music-related, but not just music, like, I think that's cool. I think she's like picking yeah. kind of interesting side projects to do, or like I can like see why they appeal to her at least. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but... she's she's like a gamer girl at heart, and you know, respect her for it. Speaking of mentally ill women, huh. Simone Biles called in sick with mental health to the Olympics. And I have actually, I think, a third take besides the main two takes that I would love to discuss. Okay. Um, 
How yeah. are you? I am. I imagine you're not following the Olympics. That doesn't seem like. No, I didn't even know it was the Olympics. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I basically don't know, or I basically don't know about. Yeah, I'm not really following either, except that I feel like it's just being talked about all around me. So I couldn't help but be sort of inundated with the story. But um, in case, I guess, okay, here's here's the rundown. So Simone Biles qualified for all of the event files and she was expected to win gold in at least three of the four. She hasn't lost a competition since 2013 when she was 16. And then she was like fucking up a lot, like uh-huh. losing her balance and like like getting confused when she was like doing twists in the air and stuff, like where she, like not being able to complete things, which I guess is like a symptom that gymnasts and divers had called the twisties, where you suddenly don't know where your body is in relation to like the ground. And so she basically after like fucking up a bunch, she decided to like, not do the I'm like confused about what I don't know I think she like I don't know if she quit everything I think she quit everything basically yeah she like quit the Olympics because she was like I need to focus on my mental health and used words like headspace so a lot of people were like this girl's like being a little like millennial or I don't know Gen Z brat the I guess she's from Houston or she grew up there. Um, she had like a rough childhood. I just was listening. I was just learning about that. But the one of the like deputy attorney generals in her state had to apologize after he tweeted a video of the gymnast Carrie Sturg. I didn't know that was her last name. <laughs> he competed with an injured ankle to help Team USA win gold in 1996, which was like, I was really young then, but I still remember that being a moment. And he I wrote, do, yeah. contrast this with our selfish, childish national embarrassment, Simone Biles. Aww. So there was like that take. And then the other take was like, yes, queen, mental health matters. Well. <laughs> um, like a lot of, like a lot of praise her not doing her job (laughs) and all of the brands that support her put out like statements in support and I just loved them so much Visa called her incredibly brave Visa an inspiration to us all Nabisco (laughs) showing us that her courage and strength extend beyond the mat core protein I mean Okay, one thing with Rita Broken Ankle, I mean, the twisties, like, I was reading that article, you said the twisties sounds really fucking dangerous. Like, it sounds more dangerous than a broken ankle. Like, if you don't know where your body is and you're doing those twists in the air, like, you could, like, break your neck and die. Like, that sounds, like, I don't know if it's, like, if if she's heroic. I don't know if it's either take. It just, I don't know if it's heroic. It just sounds, like, smart. If you're, like, well, here's, if you have this thing you can't, yeah. Here's my third take. So apparently, so remember there was like that USA 
like gymnastics national like the national like the doctor for the national yeah gymnasts. was like molesting them he was molesting them and it was like 134 girls and women that he said mm-hmm. under the under the guise of like sex or not sexual under the guise of like medical help so when that first happened I guess she didn't say that it happened to her but then one day she was like driving and she had a like a repressed memory I'm kind of confused about that exactly but she had like sounds like she had a repressed memory and then she realized it did happen to her and then she got really angry with USA Gymnastics and everything that like supports it because she basically felt like all they want is for her to perform and win golds for them and that they didn't care about her or any of the other athletes as people and they didn't protect them so she's really like mad at them so I was like and you know what she's you know she hasn't lost a competition since she was 16 like she has all the golds she has the status whatever like I think she's doing a small labor revolt against USA Gymnastics yeah that makes wait has she said that or no it's public that she is like feuding with the gymnastics like the like United States gymnastics establishment <laughs> that's because they're saying it didn't like they're saying it didn't happen to her because she didn't immediately identify that it happened or something no she's mad at them because she just feels like it's a system that that propped up a person who like that that made excuses for a person who it's like the idea of like I don't know. I like don't know enough about it to like really say, but um, yeah, she's basically like, she felt like that institution failed her. Yeah. Which makes all the other women. So. And it gave her the twisties maybe. Yeah. The trauma. So I think, I think she's kind of like screwing them and that it's like maybe kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it just makes total sense to me. Because, like, what else um, does she have to get? She's already, like, I don't imagine any of these medals. Like, I think if she was younger in her career, she would maybe have pushed through these, like, horrifying-sounding twisties. But I think that, like, where she's at in her career now, she just, like, doesn't need to. Yeah. Like, they need her more than she needs them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Good bargaining power. Yeah. So, and then she like, she looks good because she let her like, like the girl who wound up winning gold because of her, like is having a moment. So she's like passing the torch or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah, that's my, um, that's the take I'm running with. Wait, who is, who is the person who compared, who said like Carrie Shrug, like, you know, competed with a broken ankle. Texas Deputy Attorney General Aaron Reitz. Hmm. So, like, honestly, some guy. And there was like, there like a whole band of people like saying similar things, or yeah, that was like a big take. Was like that she was okay. being selfish, a baby. Yeah. But I was thinking about it because it was like, yeah, I couldn't call into school with like mental health 
like I'm not in the headspace but like now you can fall into the Olympics with it yeah but I think she's I think there's like bigger I think she's doing like bigger play like a bigger fuck you yeah on top of on top of probably feeling like shit like I'm sure she does feel like shit you know yeah it kind of reminds me when I quit soccer my senior year in high school um so I could quote unquote play tennis but it was really because my soccer coach benched me and it was a fuck you to her you know I get it I I get the petty I get the petty quit yeah I get the petty dramatic exit yeah like she's like I feel like shit and I don't even like why am I even what am I doing here like why am I doing all these goddamn flips? Yeah, I why am I flipping? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta move on. I gotta move um, on and start making some brand endorsement money. Yeah, just like wear some Adidas. She could be like the mental health ambassador for life. Yeah. So I should ask my um co-writer who who has teen daughters what they think of it. I'm sure they think that she's a queen. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> no, I mean, this is great because it. like, if I ever get a job again, I can be like, <laughs> like mental health days have never been more valid. This is like amazing. True. For, for me as true. someone who just like, yeah, doesn't like wakes up in a mood and it's like, doesn't want to really go. Yeah, it's great for us. Um, you know, every time we want to get plan. I think whenever next time I like, you know, I don't, I can, I can literally go to whatever somebody's inviting me to. And I just don't want to, I can just, I can say I'm pulling a Simon Biles. I'm, I'm going to Simon Biles it, you know, yeah. like, you I gotta, should say, I gotta, I'll send them a gif of her like flipping yeah. and be like, so sorry to flip flop, but I can't make it tonight. Mental health. <laughs> or like her like stumbling and be like this would be my conversational skills if we went to drinks tonight so I'm gonna yeah like- yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god um, yes well Other good, good job Simon <laughs> wait Simon or Simone Simone it's a okay that makes more sense. <laughs> I don't know why I call her Simon <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to let her go with it. I don't know. (laughs) It's like, it's like there's this, um, there's this new housewife. I know you hate housewives, but I'm just going to say. No, I don't hate it. I just don't know about it. You don't watch it. There's this, um, Kathy Hilton, who's Paris Hilton's mom is now a uh, (gasps) from Beverly Hills. And she's like a fan favorite. People love her. And she's like so fucking out of it. And like one time somebody said like, everything's hunky dory. And she was like, who is hunky dory? That's awesome. She like thought it was like, and then she like forget her cast member's name. Like she was like, she was like my buddy over here, my British girl. But like the girl's not even British. Like and she couldn't oh come up with her God. name. Yeah, she's really fun. That feels like actually a huge get for the Housewives franchise. Well, no, it's because Kyle, uh, Kyle Richards, who's been on it since the first yeah. season, is Kathy's sister. Yeah. And their other sister, Kim, was on it, too. So, I mean, yeah, it's a hu- it is a huge hit, but, you know. Because it's, it like, sense. actual, like, it's not, like, random rich people. It's, like, actual, like, whatever, like, uh, multi-generational <laughs> wealth. I don't know. Um, I guess, yeah. But do people know who Kathy Hilton is? Like, I don't know if I would have even they recognized know- her. 
No, they but know they the know name. Hilton Hotels. Like, they know Hilton yeah. Brand and they know the daughters, so. Right, right. And being associated yeah. is just as good as being the thing, I guess, right? I think so, yeah. Did you watch the um, Paris Hilton documentary? I did, yeah. I thought, like, Kathy and that seemed, like, horrible because she, like, turned a blind eye to this, like, whole abuse thing. But, like, now that I'm watching our own housewives, I'm, like, I think Kathy Hilton's just extremely out of it. Like, yeah, I think she's just, like, yeah. My, like, judgment of her or, like, my assessment of her is definitely just from that, um, from that documentary. So it seems like she just, she seemed so old school to me that it surprises me she would go on like on housewives but yeah maybe now that she's on that it's like oh maybe this all of this like rollout has it's all like has something to do with each other yeah i actually think that 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 might be true because she looks pretty bad in in the paris hilton documentary yeah she does and then nikki nikki hilton was on watch what happens live and they said what did you think when you found out your mom was going to be a housewife? And she was like, honestly, I cried. <laughs> she was like, I was not. Happy. I know. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, it would be for, I mean, like, can you imagine like neither of our moms would go anywhere near that? But no, but yeah, it would be terrible. Like it'd be awful to have your parent. Like, Oh, I feel like, yeah, it's one thing for your kid to be a dumbass on TV for it to your, be your parent. It's like, Oh my god! Wait, yeah, and they're watched, basically. You haven't watched my unorthodox life, have you? No, what's that? It's this show about this woman. It's a reality show about this woman who was um, born and raised like Orthodox, like strict Orthodox Jewish, and then she left the community like in the dead of night, like when she was Ooh. forty. And uh-huh. then very quickly assented to creating her own shoe line and um, then becoming the co-owner of Elite Models, like one of the top modeling agencies. So she's this big like fashionista and she uh-huh. kind of dragged, she has four kids and three of them are like, like, within 20 to 30 years old and one of them is little but like the older ones all like came out with her you know but -hmm. now they live this kind of like very generic luxury lifestyle where they're always wearing like a gucci (laughs) t-shirt like standing (laughs) like way too big of a kitchen like very just like you know what i mean like it's really weird because it's like how did you internalize these aesthetics in just four years out or like now I think she's been out for like seven years but it's like how did you get down the aesthetic the lingo the attitudes the values of like the reality tv show I mean maybe she just watched a fuck ton of reality tv shows and just started acting like them she she only escaped four years ago no I think she's been out like seven now but within four years she had like done in like and she'd become a very like high power like in the fashion world yeah it's i don't interesting i feel like there's some missing pieces but um what um where do you watch it on netflix 
Cool. I actually that watched it when I was staying at your house, so it should be oh, on your okay. Netflix. So my, my TV should recognize it. Yeah. And then her youngest, she still shares custody with her first husband. And so he's still like very, I don't know what the Jewish word for devout is, but he's like, yeah, uh-huh. he's still very much like in the religion and doesn't want to do all the modern stuff. And she's always like pushing all this modern stuff on her kids who are like, wait, you raised me this one way and then you changed your mind. And like, she's like- Yeah, that would be really weird. (laughs) Like judging them for not going all the way like with her. And the one that she like loves the most is the like bisexual 17 year old daughter because she's (laughs) the most like- yes I'm gonna like show off my body and like kiss girls and like my mom loves when I have casual sex oh god (laughs) because like we're modern and like it's really (laughs) twisted it's it's like it's good because it's it's good because it achieves something it doesn't mean to do so yeah you should watch it I say I'll check it um anyway the delta variant Mm -hmm is here to ruin the fun I guess yeah like I you know don't read the news so I feel pretty unconcerned but um is am I stupid like should I be concerned I don't know no you well it's really like so when I was in LA like I guess that was only a week and a few days ago um they did the mask mandate and I was like, for indoors, like they put the mask mandate back on and no one else had done that yet. I was like, oh fuck, now they're gonna like yeah, yeah. start doing this places again. And I got kind of used to it when I was in LA. And then when I got back to New York, I was like walking into the bar, like wearing my mask and feeling like a nerd because no one else was <laughs> wearing theirs. And now it's like, I got used to not wearing my mask again. And now it's like, actually in New York, you have to like, mask up I don't know oh I actually um okay fine I'll, I'll out myself I have been not wearing a mask indoors and um <laughs> nobody says anything I haven't gotten in trouble like I only at like um you know like Bob's Market for example that's like the liquor store on my street like it says to wear a mask I don't but they don't seem to care so yeah like little I corner just don't stores, they don't care yeah, I don't mask. Um, and then like in restaurants, it's like, I, I just don't like, I'm not a scientist, but I just don't understand how all these people can be in the restaurant, talking, eating, sharing, um, you know, fluids and air. And then that, that one getting up and walking to the bathroom with the mask it's somehow prevents transmission. Absurd. It makes no sense. Yeah, it's I mean. so, it's just like, it just illustrates like, the absurd theater of modern life, like more than anything else. It's like, what a stupid little dance I'm doing right now. And I'm just doing it so I don't get in trouble with society, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, to not be publicly shamed, I guess. It's- But, um, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. (laughs) I just like, I don't want another lockdown. I just like, don't want, like, I want to be maskless and just like, I I enjoyed getting back to normal. Me too. 
Yeah. I mean, it was exhausting, but it was fun. And I feel like at first I wanted to be one of these people who I was like, like, oh, they're just like, this is like another media story to keep us scared and keep us like controlled or whatever. But then when people mm-hmm. I know actually started getting sick, I was like, damn, I have proof it's real. And then, oh, so you, um... but then like, at least from my understanding, again, not a scientist, my understanding is that it's basically like, ex- it's as transmissible as like chicken pox. And even people who are vaccinated are like transmitting it everywhere. And mm-hmm. vaccinated people basically are safe against it. But if you have like, any reason why you maybe don't have antibodies, like um, whatever. If you would know if you're a person who's at risk, if you're old or whatever, like you would know why. You might be more at risk and then unvaccinated people are at risk, but then the death rate is still like really low. It's like spreading like crazy, but like not killing people. Yeah, but- that's what I read on the Daily Mail, which is the only news I read. They said that it's basically like um, a cold. You know, it's, it's like very mild. So then it's Um, like, how much like social inconvenience do we need to do for this? Because it does seem like we're being a bit Because we always have a risk of getting sick or getting a cold whenever we go out in public. Um, That's always been the case, like, especially during flu season. So I don't know. I can't stop thinking about that girl. We talked to at Tesbia's party. Oh, so scary we can't even she why like, wait what was she saying I, well, I, I like guess, avoided it no I know I was very I was like <laughs> in the mood to let a person like go off and just absorb it but I could tell that I, like everyone else was like not into it but everybody's like walking away no you everyone was walking away I was like go off <laughs> crazy bitch um <laughs> she okay so one thing she was saying because she was basically horseshoe theorizing herself into being an anti-vaxxer like she was so pro-vax she was like basically she was like because we all got the vaccine now the covid (laughs) (laughs) women in stem now the covid (laughs) is like is like is whatever mutating which is like I'm pretty sure we all knew that's like how it works right Mm -hmm. and so the new ones are gonna figure out like how to be stronger and I was like so should we have not gotten vaccinated and she was kind of like I don't really she like kind of like didn't have anything to say to that it was I don't I like really I mean this woman was not someone to trust with well I feel like she's not I feel like talking with her is not like a dialectic experience. It's not a back and forth. Like, I feel like she's one of those people where somebody else speaks and she just like, her eyes turn black and like, she doesn't, she can't take anything in. Cause I'm sure she didn't even hear what you said. Yeah. Cause I was trying to ask her questions that like are more complicated than like the bullet points on the (laughs) cdc.gov or something or like other, like, you know what I mean? Like I've been, I've been like, I took a period off of like listening to news, like being updated on stuff. And I've been trying to get a little more into it. So like I listened to NPR and stuff and like, I know what the talking points are. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, but this, this is, I'm like, no, I know. I know, I know what the White House official statement is. I know the CDC statement. I know what NPR and the New York Times are saying. 
Like I know what the experts who they consult are saying, but I need to hear, like, I have more specific questions for you that like, if you can answer those, I'd love to know. Like, I (laughs) still don't understand how did one bat have the disease that made like the entire human population sick, but like no other bats have it. We were talking about this. Like, yeah, that makes no sense. Like, yeah, the other, oh, well, one thing, this is like sort of related, but I just feel like this, this, there's this phenomenon that that girl who shall be renamed, uh, remain unnamed at the party had, which is like in LA, I feel like there's maybe like one person at the party who like reads the news. And so that person thinks that they're a fucking genius mm-hmm. and they're not used to being um, challenged. Like you can tell that girl oh. is like probably never left Southern California and she's born in Southern California, you know, but then you have people coming from outside of Southern California and they like, you know, I want to go a little bit deeper and she's like, you know, she glitches she can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. She glitches. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She did kind of glitch when I was asking yeah, these questions. She, she wasn't used to it. <laughs> Cause I don't remember, like if she had told me an answer, I would definitely remember it, but I don't remember it. Um, yeah. Because, like she, she got on her little pulpit in the back, in the patio and she preached for a good 20 to 40 minutes and then she peaced out. Yeah. Time disappeared. <laughs> that was uh, that was something yeah I don't get yeah. any of it I don't really I still don't really get what viral load means I just none of it it's none of my business and it's, it's not none my of my job. business like none of my business not, not to not be a Simon Biles not to be a <laughs> Simon <laughs> not to be a Simon about it but like my mental health is the, is the health that I'm concerned about. Okay. That's yeah, the one that's, that's the my, danger. That's the precarious. That's my precarious mental bike health. microbiome. I'm worried about. Yeah. Like I'm eating my kimchi. Like I'm doing my meditation. I'm getting off the internet and like, yeah. you know, Delta can do its thing, but it has very little to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, I think we can wrap it up. I think we've been going okay. at least an hour. I don't have a timer or anything on, but. 3.30, so it's been at least, yeah, over an hour. Yeah. Well, thanks, Anna. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Um, do you have anything you want to sh- plug? Um... No, I've been... No, pop music, fun. <laughs> Listen to pop music, read Anna's books. Um, all right, cool. Have a good rest of your day then. You too. Bye. Bye.